I should have you know before we start that I had to take my pants off because it's so hot in here. Were you recording? Yeah, that? I am. That is going in. <laughs> That's the energy I want to bring. All right, cool, great. Um, all right, welcome to the sixth episode, right? Is that it? Yeah. I think, maybe, uh, episode of Screen Crunch with Olive and Sam. I'm Olive, and here's Sam. Hi, Sam. I'm Sam. Has Sam has prepared a little gift for all the listeners today. Let's let's hear what his gift is. Well, I just wanted to start this episode by saying that, um, really before we begin, uh, I want to give a big congratulations to Jeff Gerstman on launching the second ever video game podcast. Oh, wow. I didn't hear about this, but congrats to him. Very exciting. Wow. Someone really had to follow up, and I'm glad they did, finally. I'm excited to find out who does the third. Yeah, well, it's going to take a long time, I think. Yeah, at least another few weeks. <laughs> um, yeah, when you before the recording, you were like, I have something to start the show with. <laughs> and you know what, Sam? You didn't, you didn't overhype it. It was a, it was a showstopper, exactly mm-hmm. what I was expecting. You said all of them going to sell out this arena, and you... <laughs> You certainly did. I never so, specified how big the arena was. <laughs> All right. So, folks, it's the it's the Morrowind episode. Let's go. Uh, we got to talk about it. I started playing Morrowind on the Xbox uh, right before last week's recording. I didn't have anything to say about it, but I've probably played, I have no idea, maybe 10 hours, 20 hours, some, some amount of hours. Um, I love this game it is so good um it turns out it's possible to make an open world rpg game that is um on the same level as fall new vegas apparently you can do that <laughs> is this obsidian is... no oh. this is sorry i took a big sip of water um no this is this is bethesda okay this is bethesda which is um wild that they made this but also made like fallout 3 and skyrim and all these games that i just have no interest in but this game rules it's so good uh, I, I don't even know where to start for one thing where do i even start i the world is amazing do do what do you know about morrowind sam literally nothing do, do you know what the the setting is uh morrowind right (laughs) so that's that's all i have so something i love about this game is it is weird as hell it feels um it reminds me of like a dark souls game in the sense that it's just like okay why are there like in dark souls or or elden ring is a more recent example of like uh um What's a weird thing in Elden Ring? I mean, there's, like, giant uh, clay pots with arms and legs who you're friends with and, uh, you know, giant bears and stuff like that. Um, this game is similarly weird fantasy in a delightful way. 
There's giant mushrooms everywhere. Uh, to get from town to town, you do not take a uh, a horse or a, a whatchamacallit, a, a wagon or whatever. You take a giant towering bug. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's a big bug. It's called a silt strider. It's really cool. There's pterodactyls everywhere. Wait, what? Uh, there's pterodactyls everywhere. It is See, the most I've, common I've enemy. I've in Skyrim. I don't remember pterodactyls on those. Well, you see, Sam, that's actually because they're in different parts of Tamriel, but we'll get to that. Okay. After I start telling you about the concept of uh, Kim, which is, of course, that uh, all the Elder Scrolls games take place in a god's dream, and if you realize Wait, what? that you're a character inside a god's dream, you, you achieve something known as Kim, a state of Kim, which is uh, C-H-I-M, and uh, you basically can now lucid dreams through life and basically become a god yourself. Is that like turning on um, god mode or no clip? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, so yeah, the setting is great. It's so imaginative and different from anything else I've played. Like, I came across a town where, like, uh, the biggest hall, like, the biggest building in town, the city hall, basically, was, uh, like a building made from the shell of a giant dead mud crab. Cool. It is so rad. There's so much just like wild stuff, weird stuff happening everywhere. Um one of the the, the pretty much the first thing that happens to you after you leave the opening town. The opening town is like very small town there's like two or three quests to do it's kind of like a glorified tutorial similarly to good springs in fallout new vegas and once when you leave the opening town the first thing that happens to you basically is while walking to the next town that they told you to they're like oh go talk to this guy in the second town he's gonna give you your epic quest <laughs> while you're while you're walking up, uh, along the road, you just hear some wizard. You you, you don't know it's a, you just hear someone start screaming, uh, really loud like ah, and then suddenly in front of you, a uh, wizard falls from the sky and just dies. Oh, and you're like, why is this happening? So you loot his body, and what he has on him is uh, a spell that makes you jump very high. Wait, this is like the beginning of the game? This is the first thing that happens to you. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, yeah, it's there's so much weird stuff in this game. Uh, I will say, uh, a big something I love about this game that is not in Oblivion or Skyrim is uh, the spells. There's so much... Uh, you have so much more freedom. There's a levitation spell. Um, and when you activate it, you can just fly everywhere. See, where did the fun go in these games? Because Oblivion <laughs> and Skyrim are quite boring. Yeah. This sounds enjoyable. That's the thing. That's one of my notes, is that you don't have to, like, look for the fun. It finds you. And that's um, something I've always found confusing about Skyrim. Not confusing. Yeah, no confusing is the right word. Because I know so many other people that have put, like, a thousand hours into it. But every... I, I've given it so many different tries. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
over the years. And every time I just can't find where to go, where the good quests are. Like, I'll find quests, but none of them are interesting or hold my attention in any way. Meanwhile, in Morrowind, I'm walking down the street uh, to go to, like, an ancient tomb to grab a guy's skull uh, as part of doing an errand for someone as part of the main quest. And along the way, I see a woman who's like, oh, a thief just stole my jewels. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'm gonna find him, I'm gonna find this thief and kill him. She's like, can you please find him? Because he's very handsome and I want to marry him. <laughs> like, I don't care that he robbed me. I just want to marry this thief because he's very, very handsome and nice. And then you have to talk to the thief and be like, hey, this lady has a crush on you. Then he writes her a love letter. You got to bring it back. It is, it, it's, it's, oh, it's just so, it feels so free. Oh, it's so nice. I, I haven't felt this way about an open world game since, uh, an open world game of this, of this uh, sort. Because I loved Elden Ring, obviously, one of mm -hmm. my favorite games. Um, but it's not as, like, dialogue focused as this is since new vegas and for a while i was just like all right new vegas is I, for some reason i like that game a lot and i just never cared about the other first person fallout games or the elder scrolls games but after i was able to get through like the initial bump of this game of um how extremely dated it is yeah um, what year I, is this do you know i believe it came out in 2002 2003 okay. That's good to know because I almost exclusively only play games from 2002 for whatever reason. So, <laughs> Sam, get on the Morrowind train. I got. So I'll give you some tips. Um, I I think I might. I've bounced off Skyrim more than I think any other game I've ever played. Um, I've started Skyrim probably 10, 15 times on the Switch, on the Xbox, on the PC, on VR. I just I cannot do it. It doesn't do anything for me. But this this sounds fun. Here, I, I think you'll enjoy this story. So, one of the quests in the game is you'll come across a woman on the side of the road, and she's like, I have boots that make you extremely fast. If you escort me to this town, I will give you the boots. And these boots are invaluable in this game, because, because unlike Skyrim or Oblivion, actually, I don't know if Oblivion has this. I'm pretty sure Skyrim doesn't have this either. Um... One of the stats that gets upgraded throughout the course of the game is your movement speed. So you start the game very slow. Oh, and then by weird, the end okay. of the game, you're very fast. Because like your movement speed be, because in Elder Scrolls, you level things up by using those things. Mm -hmm. Like you level up a like sword uh, combat by hitting people with a sword. Yeah. Um, and you're always moving. Yeah. So you start the game really, really slow, to the point that it's a big reason a lot of players, uh, new players, fall off it. Oh, um, okay, that's good to know. So I was able to get the, the boots of blinding speed, but there's one problem, Sam. They make you blind. Oh, great. <laughs> so here's what's great. Oh my god. There's a spell-making system in this game. You can make your own spells. And at first I looked at it, and I'm like, this isn't helpful because basically you take a spell effect and it has to be the effect that a spell it has to be the effect of a spell that you already own like you can't just be like all right i'm gonna make a levitation spell if you don't already own 
the levitate spell, basically. Mm-hmm. So I thought this was useless until I realized... Um, because it's basically just changing a bunch of, like, um, sliders of being, like, alright, I'm gonna make it so the fireball, like, does 50 damage instead of, like, 10 damage. Or I'm gonna make it so the fireball does 1 damage, but it keeps, like, it, it, it goes on for, like, 10 seconds, like, poison. I was like, that's not helpful, I'm not gonna bother with this. I get, it, it, it's a fun idea, but I'm not gonna use it. But then I had a great idea. So, the way that, um... Uh, but, 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 basically, the game checks your stats just for the moment that you put gear on. It's not an oh, it's not a thing that's going on constantly. So what I did was, I I made a spell that resisted um, negative magic effects a hundred percent for like three seconds. Okay. So and I called this spell Giddy Up. So I, I took my boots off, I, I cast my little spell on myself, and for these three seconds, no magic can affect me. Okay. So I put the boots on, and now I'm really fast, and I can see. Giddy Permanently? Up. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. I also had to steal something, and one of the spells I had made me 10% invisible for 30 seconds, and I said, that's not good enough. So I tweaked the sliders and made a spell where I was 100% invisible for five seconds. Okay. So, which is enough time for me to go yoink. So that spell is called yoink. <laughs> oh. These are some Halo Reach achievement <laughs> name sounding spells. <laughs> um, something else I love is uh, the dialogue system. Uh, you don't have, like... Uh, you don't pick through a bunch of different dialogue options of like, hi, sir, how are you today? Or like, oh, I want to see your wares. Instead, uh, when you talk to an NPC, you'll have a list of topics you can bring up to them. And uh, so like if you get a, qu- if, if, if someone sends you on a quest to go get a ruby and you get the ruby and you go back to them, uh, what you have to do is slide down all your topics past like, Ugh, any good rumors all the way to ruby which i guess would be above rumors but i couldn't think of an other word <laughs> um <laughs> and you click ruby and he's like oh you got my ruby perfect i love it because it makes it so much more um in depth i really feel like i'm having much more of a a conversation with people there is a lot of repeated text between characters like if i go to one elf in so-and-so town and i ask him like how do you feel about the bartender here he's gonna say the same thing that the elf three feet away from him is but there's a lot of unique dialogue there's a lot of text in the game uh not a lot almost none of it is voiced but i do not have a oh, problem really? because yeah, yeah yeah i which i don't have a problem because it really is a lot of text for every answer that if they had like um there's no way that there's this much uh, depth in conversation in Skyrim. Uh, okay, for I, instance. You, is that part of the reason you think why in Oblivion there was such the like weird discrepancy discrepancy in voice acting? Yeah, well, I, I um I know that the uh, someone who worked on Fallout New Vegas, I cannot remember 
who exactly what who who exactly it was. So I'm not gonna throw a name out there to uh, misremember Call him quote. Out. <laughs> but they were they were just talking about how like no, there's a billion lines of dialogue in these games because each line is voiced. Um, we we can't have a thousand voice actors, so we just have like a handful that takes everything. And sometimes, like, like it's really hard to keep track of everything, and that's why some deliveries sound off or whatever. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I guess it was their first time doing that then, because Morrowind was, what, three? It was right before Oblivion? Yep, 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 yep. And Morrowind yeah, okay. was the first, like, because Daggerfall used a lot of procedural generation. Really? And, mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, Daggerfall, I kind of want to play now. Um, uh, it sounds like you should. It's, we need it's apparent- one um, Elder Scrolls person on this podcast because it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, Morrowind. Uh, the dialogue is fantastic. Just the writing of the dialogue is great, but also just the depth in which I can talk to each person. Each person has a different disposition with you, so everyone likes you to varying amounts. Okay. Like uh, I was, I was doing the Mages Guild storyline. I'll get to that in a second. Um, and part of the storyline is that two, like the member that was giving me chores to do was like, Hey, between you and me, uh, Bob upstairs has been, uh, uh, I don't know, like (laughs) putting my stapler in jello. Can you, can you steal their birth certificate? And I'm just like, okay, cool. And so I, I like basically messed with this other member of the guild for a bit and now they hate me. Um, but just him, so, not the whole guild. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. It's because I just, I just annoyed them. Okay. And so when I talk to them, they like th- their shop prices will be higher, oh. and they'll give me less helpful rumors. Like if you walk up to someone, a random stranger in this game, they're not just going to tell you their life story. Mm-hmm. Chances are they're going to tell you to buzz off. <laughs> but then if you do something to make them like you more, they're going to be like. All right, all right. Here's where the, here's the here's the secret. Um it, it's really in depth. It's great. Um what other notes do I have? I have a lot to say. That I is much the, more advanced than I thought it would be. Oh yeah, it's 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 really advanced. I really didn't think it would be. It is um I don't know the size of the map compared to Oblivion and Skyrim, but I think it's probably much smaller, if I had to guess. Okay. Um, But the way that fast travel works is great, because I I love the way fast travel works, which is... There's a bunch of different fast travel options, but none of them are the way that fast travel works in modern games, really. Um, You can pay... you, You can pay to have the bug... Uh, drive you from one place to another. You can ride the bug from one city to another. Oh, so it's not your bug. It's a communal bug. It's a communal bug. It's like a bus okay. or a taxi, I guess. <laughs> okay. um, and that'll fast travel you fast travel you from one city to another. But you can really only go from one adjacent city to another. So, you know, oh. if, you're, if you're in Manhattan, you can get to Brooklyn, but you can't mm-hmm. get to Chicago. Okay. Um, you got to actually make all the stops. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's some places that aren't um, aren't accessible by bug. You need to go by boat. Um, there's also spells that make you teleport to the nearest shrine. 
there is um, uh, people in every mage guild that can teleport you to another mage guild. So there's a there's a bunch of different ways to fast travel around. Um, so it never feels like it. One of my problems with open world games is you'll like do a quest where they're like, uh, go over here, and then you'll go over, you'll walk all the way over there, pick up the item you needed, then fast travel back. Mm -hmm. And at some point in the game, you see so many locations on the map that you're just fast traveling from one to another, and it doesn't feel like you're in a world at all. It just feels... Like you're between loading screens. Yeah, you're. it, it feels like you're playing like a visual novel at that point, because you're just yeah. watching people talk, then loading, watching people talk. This rewards exploration in such a fun way. I found a katana in a cave, and then I made it so it does frost damage, and I called it Cold Steel, because um, I'm really cool. <laughs> you are. Um, <laughs> the Mage's Guild is a great quest line, because you start as someone just doing chores for them. They're literally like, go get me mushrooms. I, I don't feel like leaving today. I'm tired. And you do chores for them, and they're just basic fetch quests. And, you know, I'm not going to say these fetch quests are deep or engaging. Uh, but I love that it feels like a, there's a sense of progression to it. And another thing I love is... Hold on, let me take a sip of water. Mm, delicious. My throat is so dry today. i got allergies. It's rough out there. Another thing I love is that the Mages Guild is not just, like, a good boy wizard club. Like, it is political. It is not the only wizard club you can join in this game. And oh. it has conflicting interests with the other wizard club and other guilds. And there's missions where they're like, hey, this guy isn't paying his membership fee. Either get him to pay it or kill him. <laughs> the only two options. Yeah, no, it really is. Um... <laughs> And there's missions where they're like, this guy is doing um, unlicensed wizarding. Go tell him to stop or kill him. And then you go to him and he's like, hey man, I'm helping the people of this village. Can you just tell them you killed me? And I'm like, alright, no problem. So I love that the, 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 the Mages Guild is like this organization that isn't necessarily evil, but also isn't necessarily good. It kind of just has... Um, motivations and an ideology and is selfish in a way that real life organizations are. Okay. And Sounds they send mismanaged. You... Absolutely. Because most organizations are. Mm -hmm. And I love that you start the, the first person who gives you quests is Ajira. Shouts out to Ajira. She is a Khajiit that uh, just likes to make potions. She's cool. But then she I bet the Kajit model looked really good on the original Xbox, right? <laughs> oh, it looked great. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, and then they send you to the leader of the Mages Guild, and he's like, yeah, go uh, go find all these people that didn't pay their, their, their uh, subscription this month and uh, go kill them. And you're like, wow, this organization is kind of um, shady in some ways. But then, when you're done with that guy's quest, he sends you to the next person, and uh, they're like a researcher, and they're basically just like, I don't know, man, why don't you go uh, explore a tomb? I don't know. Like, I love that they, 
they show it from the side of like someone who just is a low-level wizard making potions to someone who works on the administrative side of a wizard club then someone who's doing research for the organization uh one of the quests is to investigate like um there's a spy within the organization and they're just like yeah the mages guild in so-and-so town is really poorly run because there's an obvious spy there and no one noticed um one mission i really loved um mission one quest i really loved is they were like, all right, you need to escort this uh, magician guy to another village. And I gotta be honest, he's really annoying, so if you kill him in the middle of the woods and don't don't uh, admit to it, we're not gonna blank. Just give us his <laughs> notes. We just want his notes. That's what we really want. And I'm like, I don't want to kill this guy. He's he's just a guy. He sound, he, yeah. It just sounds like he doesn't. they don't like him. So I start escorting him. We're walking through the woods. Suddenly, like, I don't know, like, a, a rat runs up on us, and the wizard behind me decides it is time to attack this rat, so he pulls out, like, a level 1,000 uh, fireball spell and throws it at me and just one-shots me to death. <laughs> I die. I have to reload, and now I it, he probably kills me three more times the same way. Eventually, I'm like, all right, I'm going to somehow find a way to tell him where to go while also being behind him the whole time. <laughs> Very complicated formation. And we're almost to the town when a pterodactyl comes. And this wizard, I guess, decided he wanted to fistfight it. So he activated a levitation <laughs> spell. He activates a levitation spell, flies up to the pterodactyl. Like, <laughs> I guess he wanted to punch it. But the spell ran out, so he just fell to his death, and I was just like, all oh, right, just like well, the beginning I, of the game. <laughs> yeah. So I just took his notes and went back to the guild leader, and he was just like, ah, yes. He uh, had an accident. And I'm like, no, he really, I didn't kill him. <laughs> he really had to punch that pterodactyl. Well, it sounds like the AI, the AI is very good and advanced. <laughs> um, it is. Um... All right, I just have one more story to tell because I am just uh, talking too long about this. No, this is the Morrowind episode, and that's fine. So there was a... Uh, uh, part of the Mage's Guild storyline is they gave me a sword that was worth 11,000 gold, which is a lot of gold. It's much more than I had, and I said, I need this gold. So I looked up online which merchant in Morrowind has the most gold on hand so I can, um, you know, get the, sell the sword. Because mm -hmm. if someone has 200 gold and I say, here's a, a here's an item that's worth 11,000, he's going to look at me and start crying. <laughs> so I did my research. There's one guy who has 9,000 gold. And I say, okay, I'm going to lose 2,000 in the process. You can complete the transaction it. even if they have less? Uh, yeah, because you can barter. So you can say, oh, I'll okay. give you this 11,000 thing for 9,000. Um, I travel across the map. I, I know there's one guy who uh, has a lot. And I travel across the map. It takes me, like, an hour. Like, I keep dying to high-level enemies. I'm like, <laughs> I really shouldn't be in the area where I am. I finally get to him, and I'm like, yes, here we go. I go to my inventory. I select the sword. Do you know what the sell amount is, Sam? Uh... 
No. A single dollar. What? <laughs> why? This man, the reason why this man has so much gold on hand is that he has, like, level 100 uh, barter skills. So he, he has the barter skills to look at an $11,000 sword and look me in the face and say, I'll give you a buck. Oh my god. <laughs> so then I do some more research. I go back to my computer. Tippity-tappity, tippity-tappity. There's another merchant with even more money that for some reason I didn't see in the list. It is a talking mud crab. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, who appears to have a drinking problem. Oh, uh, okay. There's nothing to differentiate himself from any other mud crab. Oh my god. So you could easily accidentally kill him and lose out on this. But I did go to him, I found him in the middle of nowhere, and I sold the sword, and now I'm rich, and now I uh, was able to enchant my katana to be called Cold Steel. Oh, and we've come full circle. Oh, okay, someone said, at the start of the game, did you turn in that ring to the guy in the starting town, or did you steal it? Biggest question of the year, by the way. That is a big question. Um, Sam, I don't Wait, know if you on. know... Wait, hold on. Biggest question of what year? This year. Oh, okay. Not 2002. So in the opening town, you come across a magic ring. And uh, then once when you leave the opening area... Or you leave, like, the opening building where you find the ring, you find it in a trash can. There's a little fella named Forgoth, um, which I imagine is uh, what you write on the uh, gift receipt for a Hot Topic uh, holiday gift. I don't know. Does that, did that make sense? Forgoth? I don't know. Um, and he's like, a bunch of guards stole my family heirloom because they like to bully me. Have you? <laughs> he's like, I wish I had my ring. And I'm like, oh, I have the ring. So I did give it to him. I am nice. We stand Forgoth. Uh, I did steal 300 gold from him, though. I won't lie. Because there's... <laughs> this poor little man is being tormented by this town. <laughs> uh, because there's another quest where someone's like, Hey, I heard that Forgoth hides his money somewhere, and it's not in his house. Uh, go find it for me. And you have to, like, wait until dark on top of the lighthouse. And <laughs> you see Forgoth, like, take his money to like a tree stump and then you can go to the tree stump and steal 300 gold from it so i did rob him but i did give him the ring so i'm kind of actually very nice yeah uh do you have any questions sam um about, about morrowind is it like a full open world or is it kind of like sectioned off chunks no it's it, it, it's it's um it's it, it's in the modern bethesda uh, style of open world. Okay. Wow. You know, when you go into a building, it's a sectioned off thing. But uh, otherwise, no, totally open. Hmm. Um, I mean, there there are spells where you can like it makes you jump like a fat like a mile away, so you see the whole like map loading in front of you as you're like flying through the air. Like Minecraft chunks. Yeah, like Minecraft chunks. Huh. Um, you know, I think maybe I will try this one. It's on Game Pass? Woo! Yes, it is. That's how I'm playing it. Okay. The uh, the Xbox version actually has pretty good um uh pretty uh, a pretty good UI, pretty good control bindings. Um 
Uh, Sam, you know what? If you ever if you ever start playing it, let me know. I'll give you hints in real time. Cause oh it's, wow, it's it's hard. Uh, one thing to note: in? they they have modded multiplayer for the PC version. Ugh, we're on the wrong system. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's so fun. I love that. Um, the the uh, big instead of being like a big epic quest, I do know that in this game you're the chosen one because it's a Elder Scrolls game. You always are, mm-hmm. but um, I like that it doesn't start with like a big cinematic thing of like you're the most important person in the world. It's um, you you get off a you get off a ship. You're a prisoner, and they're just like, hey, the emperor said that you should be free, and also he gave you a mission. Uh, go to this guy in so-and-so town, and he will tell you what to do next. We have no idea what your mission is. <laughs> like, like the people who are freeing you are like, honestly, I have no idea why we're freeing you, but good luck. Um, and then you find the guy in the town. He's like this big, high-ranking knight who's also like a secret agent sort of thing. And very cool. And he's just like, listen, you can't just start doing secret agent work if you just, like, blow into town. You need to you need to develop a cover story. So go out there and, like, make a name for yourself. Which basically is code for, player, go play the game. Go do some side quests. Go join the Mages Guild, the Fighters Guild. Become a vampire. What have you. Um, and then come back when you're level 3. And I said, okay. And I love that it did that, because it made me, like... Because the, the main quest is really fun, too. It's like, um... <laughs> I just had to go to a tomb and find a guy's skull. Um... Yeah. So I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it. There's a lot of fetch quests, but they find ways to make... Just fetching an item... Really interesting. Um... Just, just with weird... Like, like just, just making... Like, a quest that's just talk to one person, go talk to the other person, go talk to the other person, that's the only verb you're doing. Mm-hmm. But by being like, oh, this is a lady who was robbed, but instead of wanting revenge, she wants to meet the robber because she has a crush on him. Like, they find ways to make everything uh, interesting and neat, and I'm constantly, like, finding new tiny little stories, um, and, and it's just so fun. Um... Yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying myself. I wasn't expected to be so blown away, but I am. I can I've heard so much my entire life I've heard about how great Morrowind is and uh now I see what everyone was talking about. Shouts out to Morrowind. <laughs> Are you going to finish this one, you think? Absolutely. Yeah. It's probably like a million hours, right? Um uh, probably. <laughs> um but I've been playing it pretty much non-stop. Okay. Wow. High praise for yeah, a 20 year old game. I think that is everything uh, nice. for now. Yeah, I think I'll queue it up. Um, Alright, Sam. <laughs> uh, I've got really bad allergies today. My throat's very scratchy. I'm going to have to edit out me taking a break to drink water so much when I'm editing this. I'm going to be so mad at my past self. So, why don't you do me a favor? 
give me some time to drink water and talk about Wario World. Okay, just a quick little follow-up from last week because I did just finish the game mere minutes before we started recording. Like, I think maybe 10 minutes. Um, I think when I left off last week, I had two worlds done? There's only four worlds, and there's two levels per world. I have now completed everything, final boss and all. Um, I didn't 100% it because that would be dumb. There's no reason to. I don't think there's a reason to. I haven't looked it up, but there's probably not a reason to. Um, Wario World is pretty good. <laughs> I was pleasantly <laughs> surprised with it. Um, it did get, like, weirdly hard at the end. Just kind of, like, out of nowhere. The last world really ramped up the difficulty. Um, nothing really changes uh they introduce like a couple new enemies and like a very loose new mechanic where it's oh there's a mirror on this one world and everything's reversed so nothing crazy um but they just tons and tons of enemies at you and uh the little like side uh you know in mario sunshine the like dark world whatever they are little platforming missions you have to do you know the, do you mean the floodless levels? Yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's like a version of those in Wario World, and they got pretty difficult at the end. And the, the last level in particular, um, the pyramid one, uh, had to do a lot of, I guess, save scumming. But I made it through. And then, like, the last two bosses, the final boss and the one prior, are, like, baby easy. They were... <laughs> it was insane I don't know if it was like a payoff or what they just thought we deserved a break at the end um, but that's Wario World I, I liked it, it was good I'm glad I accidentally bought it and I would recommend it if you haven't played it holds up, surprisingly nice love love to hear it um, so Sam last, last week we talked about Sonic Frontiers based on the first uh, seven-minute uh, gameplay reveal they showed, and uh, since then we've gotten a little bit more, little bit more information on it. Um, how how has your feelings on it changed, if they have at all? So what's come out since then? There was the combat trailer, not trailer, the combat gameplay video, and then there was like an IGN hands-on impressions thing, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, and they're um, also. Um. Uh, da, 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 da. Sega, Sega announced during Sonic Central that um, there's going to be a Knuckles animated um, short film, uh, like prologue to the game. Oh, and it showed him standing on Angel Island, which to me shows that this game is going to um, use. Uh, hopefully use the Master Emerald and Knuckles in a way that they haven't since <laughs> Sonic Adventure 2. And in Sonic Adventure 2, they barely used it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, I'm excited for that. I mean, Sonic Forces also did have prologue comics that made me think the exact same thing I'm thinking <laughs> now. And you will be tricked that again. Didn't that didn't materialize. But hopefully this game is different. <laughs> I am excited for it. I know it looks early. They said it was an early build in the IGN video. Mm -hmm. I'm choosing to believe. I Even in this early state, I do think this game looks rough right now. Yeah, that combat did, I think not, it look, it did not inspire hope, I would not say. 
Um, I think in this current state, uh, like, obviously it'll look better by the time it comes out, but, like, as of right now, I am excited for this game. I think I'm going to have a lot of fun with mm-hmm. this game. I am excited to be Sonic and running around an open world. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh, hopefully they work out all the the little stuff and everything. I think the combat looks fun. You do? I'm excited. Yes. Okay. I think, I think those... I think the reason why the combat looked... Um, a little unsatisfying in that trailer is because um, like you needed to up the enemy health to show all the variety of moves he was doing. I don't think the enemies will have that much health in the full game. Was there variety? It was like his jump kick thing and then he did the circle thing and then that was kind of it. It could also be, um, they've said that there's like a skill tree and progression and XP system and everything, which I'm not super crazy about. Um, you can parry. Yeah, that's true. So maybe it was just like very, very introductory stuff. I don't know what it'll be like down the line um, later in the game. I don't know. If that's like the I... first hour or two of the game, maybe I can deal with that. Any longer than that, and I, I will almost certainly fall off quickly. Mm, uh, you know me. I'm ride or die. I know. And I'm not choosing to die anytime soon. <laughs> that's so Shouts beautiful. Shouts out to Sonic. Sonic Origins looks great, by the way. Four of the greatest games of all time, finally put on console with widescreen. We've been asking for it for years, and now it's here with beautifully animated cutscenes. Let's go. Even if Frontiers isn't what I want, I already got a dream game right there. Yeah, there there you go. Frontiers will be fun. So, moi. Even the bad Sonic games have enjoyable bits and moments. Yeah, truly. It, it, it takes a lot to make me uh, not have fun with a Sonic yeah. game. Like, you, you need to get to 06 level where I'm like, I don't want to play this. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I love Sonic Lost World. I liked Sonic Forces. I know Sonic Forces isn't a good game, but I'll, I'll replay it tomorrow and have a fun wow, time. Is that a threat? Because <laughs> it just has such like a cheesy, fun story. It takes, like three hours to beat <laughs> and the levels are all like one minute long which one is this uh forces oh, i did not is that the one where you made your own sonic thing yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. did not play that one <laughs> let's play it together come over it takes two hours okay to beat. that sounds fun um yeah that's that's all the sonic talk for today um i'm i love sonic he is my friend he likes to go fast and he's blue yeah I'm, i my hopes are still up I, I think what we've seen has been intentionally kind of dodgy. <laughs> Maybe not intentionally, mm-hmm. but um, I it's I would not say indicative of a final product, which is, you know, it's an early access or early version of the game, so I still have hope. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, Sam, tell me about this 360 game you've been playing. Oh, okay. This one's a freaking banger. <laughs> We're back with a game from the backlog. Wait, wait, can I can I take a guess? Sure, I don't I did not know this game existed, so I doubt you will, but please. Alright, this is guess number one. De Blob 2. No, I already played that one. <laughs> Alright, this is guess number two. Army of Two. Whoa, that would be good, but no, it's not. Alright, guess number three. Two worlds. Um, no, but 
In my head, you're getting closer. <laughs> Why do these all have two in the title? Okay, guess number four. Um, let me see. 360, close to two worlds, two. <laughs> not, it's not actually. It starts with a T. T, okay. T. Um, I don't know. Okay. This is this is bad radio, it tell is. me. So I have a soft spot for... Don't agree. <laughs> this is great radio. Um, I have a, a, a big <laughs> soft spot for janky 360 first-person shooters. Um, so that's what a lot of my backlog is. Uh, this one is a game I had never heard of. I don't know how I found it. Um, maybe just perusing eBay one night. It is called Turning Point Fall of Liberty. What? Does that mean anything to you? This sounds like a direct to like DVD, like movie History that, Channel. Like, you look, <laughs> yeah, and, like you look up and it was like funded by Mitt Romney somehow, and you're like, what? It wouldn't surprise me. Um, so I believe it was I don't know who developed it, but uh, published by Codemasters. Um, it came out in 2008 for Xbox, PS3, and PC. Um, and nothing in 2008 was particularly good. That's not true, but. Uh, it's a 2008 Xbox first-person shooter, um, and it posits the very important question of what if Winston Churchill got hit by a car and died in 1930-something when he was visiting New York? So, what? <laughs> so it's like an alternate history World War II game um, with just like a, a wild story. It's based on a book, I believe, just an alternate history book. Um, it, the game opens with you as a construction worker on like a New York City high rise and the very first shot of the game is uh, the Statue of Liberty getting absolutely blown up and just destroyed and like German jets <laughs> flying in and toppling skyscrapers. It's freaking insane. Um, it obviously runs like garbage, but that's fine. I can overlook that. Um, you don't ever switch away from the construction worker character, which I think is kind of funny. You're just like a dude that they hand a gun um, and they're like, hey, go kill these these Nazis. <laughs> uh, they're like in Midtown. Um, uh, it's it's This game sounds amazing. It kind of is. Um, it still has that charm of like 2008 before things were standardized. Uh, it does this weird thing where it pulls you into third person every time you're performing an action like climbing or <laughs> meleeing or uh, mantling and like vaulting over things and it kind of sucks it's really jarring um there's a ton of glitches that they never fixed which is fine you're at one point i was climbing a pipe from like one piece of scaffolding to another and my guy just kept kept on going no pipe just floating in the air would have kept going through <laughs> to like jersey city if i had let him um there's a, a cool fun feature question mark where every time you kill an enemy uh regardless of where you shoot them their helmets just pop straight off the top of their heads which is really funny and very satisfying it doesn't have to be a headshot um they you can melee them and their helmet just flies off it's it's very good um sam sam i have a demand what? unlock your door i'm coming over <laughs> okay we're playing this tonight <laughs> Well, it, this game sounds amazing. I haven't gotten to the best part yet. Um, well, first off, there was multiplayer. It doesn't work anymore, unfortunately. I'm sure it would have been really good. Uh, maybe on PC it still works. I might have to look into that. Um, but my favorite part 
I'm only, I think, three levels in, and it's very short. I think it's like six levels total. Um, but unrelated from anything story-wise or gameplay-wise, uh, before I even like booted it up and started playing the game, uh, I went into the extras menu on the, the home screen, and there's a bonus codes tab <laughs> where it prompts you to dial a phone number to get cheat codes using your unique access code, which is something I have never seen or not seen in a 360 game anyway you had to it was like uh uh what's it called collect call it was three dollars a minute to get um infinite grenades ammo double health regen and concept art you had to actually pick up the phone and call codemasters which is so did you funny. did you call no them? it was three dollars <laughs> even for the bit that wasn't worth it you should have called them live on the podcast. That would have been so funny. Oh, see, that's a good idea. Well, um, I was like, someone on the internet has to have, like, codes. There's no way these were actually, like, unique to each copy of the game. <laughs> uh, but th they were. You cannot share codes with each other. I My code was, like, a I, some, I don't know, gar garbled five-digit code. Um, and I went to the Codemaster site, because apparently if you registered it back in the day that you bought it, uh, you would get one of the bonus unlocks um, but that site is not online anymore um, so i highly doubt the phone line is but that was a nice surprise never seen that before i love that this game presupposes that if winston churchill died the entirety of world war ii would be completely mm -hmm. different Maybe the book, like, like I, explains something, but the game super doesn't. There's no backstory. <laughs> like, I don't know a lot. I, I'm not a history major, but I feel like there's probably another guy in the British Army uh, <laughs> that also is good at whatever job Winston Churchill Could have stepped up to the plate. Yeah. Um, I also like that the death day wrote for him was just getting hit by a car well apparently in real life he did get hit by a taxi in new york and that's why he oh, okay <laughs> i i learned this um that's why he walked with a cane um but this was oops what if he got hit a couple miles per hour faster <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing i love yeah, this uh, the game kind of slaps future future olive please edit out the part where i said uh whatever job winston <laughs> churchill had no one really knows. And edit in me saying that I know what the the job was. He was president of Britain, mm -hmm. I think. That sounds right. Um, this game sounds amazing. This game is amazing. <laughs> I've never heard of an alternate history. It's usually like, what if blank country won the war? I've never heard alternate history that's like, what if, <laughs> what if George Washington like fell off a cliff <laughs> yeah i mean pretty much uh, i'd be like i don't know benjamin franklin would probably be president first i don't know <laughs> um this game sounds amazing i'm so mad that this isn't the first thing we talked about oh i'm about. so sorry i hate morrowind now <laughs> this is the game of the year this is game of every year this sounds perfect um, it, um, I believe it is on Steam. So if anyone wants to go buy it and play it in a way that I think actually works, unlike the Xbox version, 
<laughs> What's it called? Uh, turning Point colon Fall of Liberty. It's really good. The website's, doing some uh, the website's not still up. Did not review super well. <laughs> okay, what I'm doing over here is I'm looking at Amazon reviews of it, and I was hoping to find some... <sighs> I was hoping to find some funny reviews, but really... But really, everyone just loves it. Well, I do like this person that, that called it Falling Point. Oh, yikes. It's not that bad. <laughs> oh, wow, this, this review is from when it came out. Still fresh in people's minds. They called it another overhyped game that fails to meet expectations. Wow. I'm looking at the, the PlayStation 3 listing on Amazon, and it's four and a half stars. With 52 ratings. The people don't lie. I love this, I love this review. It says, save your money for Call of Duty 4. <laughs> wow. Save your money for Call of Duty 4. For a 4. game that came out six hey, months prior. Here's, here's some advice from Olive from the future. It's not worth it. No. Bad game. This, Move on. This game had... It's never gonna, it's never gonna catch on. <laughs> this game had a much more impactful, you know... I don't know. <laughs> this one says made my eyes bleed. I was really hoping this would be th there would be some funny ones, but I'm shocked. I guess if you spend full oh, price. I spent I think like $5 on this. Well, you know what, Sam, I will say, uh we, you have exciting news for your future. Uh this review says not worth a penny. This game is too easy and too short. The way it ends. <gasps> dot 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 are disgusting. What the heck? So now you, you exciting for it you. It ends with pirates. <laughs> wow, okay. I guess I have to keep going. Yeah. So that's a turning point. Fall of Liberty. Check it out. It's really good. <laughs> I want to play this now. <laughs> <sighs> this is so funny. Um, I'm so sorry. I'm just in a rabbit hole of reading reviews for this game that I didn't know existed. <laughs> Thank you for bringing this. I'm so grateful to know you. <laughs> uh, um, let's end this week's podcast with uh, the Playdate Games of the Week. Yeah. Um, and any sideloaded ones, if you've played any new okay, ones. Okay, I've got... Uh, yeah, I've got a couple sideloaded ones. Yeah, tell me about okay. them. Okay. Um, so, sideloaded games. I have too many games on my playdate at this point, which I did not anticipate having this problem. Uh, I think I have probably 75 games on there at this point. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, it's getting kind of wild. They're all like a megabyte, and the thing has four gigabytes of storage, so I can really just cram them in there. <laughs> um, so, my first sideloaded game is Escape from Complex 32, which I believe I saw someone post on Reddit. Um, not a whole lot to this one. It's kind of like doodle jump i think was the name of the game that ios game you're just trying to go up um oh yeah, yeah. you're this like little disc and you shoot out a laser that you aim using the crank uh, and anyway you fire you blast the opposite direction um and there's you know obstacles and whatnot and if you touch any walls or obstacles you die just going for a high score um it's fun it's uh maybe free i should start writing down the prices for these um 
<laughs> that's okay. It's good. A good way to kill a couple minutes. Uh, and the other one I have been playing today was the S. Sterling Co. by Lord Angus. Um, this one I also saw posted on Reddit. Uh, it was developed by, I think, maybe one person, but it was in collaboration with everyone in their office, which is very cute. I don't know what their job is, but they, they made a playdate game together, which is very sweet. Um, it's based on the three cats they have in their office, Charlie, Annie, and Foster, uh, and you get to play as each one and, um, you know, complete little objectives. Uh, each cat has, like, their own overworld, which is kind of neat. Um, uh, I only did Charlie's, and he you need to get, like, ten treats from the people in the office uh, to go outside and roll around in the garden. Um, it only took like, yeah, it's very sweet. It's charming. Uh, it only took like 10 minutes. Um, but it was, it was, it was pretty good. Uh, you've got like the overworld that you're walking around and it's the office. Um, it's like a top down perspective and then you can go into the individual rooms and you talk to the people and then they'll give you little mini games, um, which are different gameplay styles. There was one that was like a platformer where you had to climb to the top of the cat tree to get a treat. And then there's another where you had to swat a ghost when it got into the center of the box. They felt kind of like WarioWare games. Um, it was cute or short. And then I briefly checked out the other two cats, Annie and Foster, and the styles were like completely different, which I was not expecting for this little game I spent $1.50 on. Um, Annie's was like an isometric perspective, uh, which caught me off guard for sure. I uh, just wasn't expecting that. Um, I don't remember what her objective was. Uh, and then Foster's was, uh, oh, a side scroller. Um, and then it turns into like a maze and you're trying to find the lizard king or something. <laughs> <laughs> Riverdale moment. <laughs> Truly, kind of bizarre, um, but yeah, it's it was it was very good. Um, so shout out to Lord Angus and coworkers, I guess, and all the cats. Um, just a, a nice, sweet little game. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, uh, I will talk about uh, the first of uh, the week's games. The two games that came out this week. Cannot remember what numbered week it is. Seven? Seven? Yeah, I think mark? the podcast is one episode behind. I think. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to talk about Questy Chess. Oh, please. Uh, so Questy Chess is... It takes place inside a computer that is uh, getting updated. And it takes place inside the chess application which is in the process of getting updated, but then it stalls for whatever reason. So you are a remnant of uh, Chess V1. And Chess V2 is, like, taking over. So you need to, like, escape, question mark, whatever. You start as a pawn, and uh, they're, like, segmented levels, and you start as a pawn, and you move the way a pawn does. You defeat enemies the way a pawn does. You have an inventory, you can pick up health. Um, over time, you can pick up... You can pick up, um... Uh, other pieces. Um, like, I got the... I, 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 uh... Like, the first one you get is the one that can move in an L. I'm really revealing how unsophisticated I am this I episode. I believe it's the knight. Yes. The horse. And, um... <laughs> the horse... Um, anyway, yeah, I, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I haven't gotten super far. Haven't had a lot of playdate time this week, unfortunately. Um, 
I've been very busy, and and every time I'm spending not being busy, I'm playing Morrowind because I'm obsessed. But I did I did have enough time to play these two games, and oh, Quest U Chess is very fun. I uh, am really enjoying it, and I'm definitely gonna go back and beat it. Hopefully by the next episode. How are you feeling about it? Steve? I have a problem with it. Oh no! <laughs> I don't know if I'm not smart enough for it or what, but um, no, I in the first like zone they're broken up to zones right um and then there's like the levels within the zones there's a skip Mm -hmm. that you can do did you do the skip okay so i think on like the second uh, maybe the third level within the zone you can skip from level three to level five you can just totally avoid level four and then you get to level five and you cannot complete level five and I had no idea why, and I was getting very frustrated um, because, like, oh, I did this skip. Why is this not working? Am I just bad at the game? Uh, it turns out, no, you do indeed have to do level four. You have to do every level. So why is that there? <laughs> why can you do that? Because um, level four, it turns out, is where you get the knight. So I was trying to do the knight level with only the pawn. Um, and I just I don't understand why that happened. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know so, either. So, I don't know. Um, it, it, maybe I... Maybe there's what? a maybe there's a reason to go back to levels in the future or something. Yeah, may, well, when you do pick up the knight, it's like, come back here if you ever need a refill. So maybe it was just teaching me a lesson <laughs> about yeah. patience or something. And may, But how are you feeling otherwise? Maybe I just don't know chess as well as I thought I did. Um, but... <laughs> But I find myself getting stuck quite a bit. I I love the gimmick of it. Of it's basically like a side-scrolling turn-based strategy game where everything operates on chess rules. Mm-hmm. So it kind of feels like you're playing a game of chess and an adventure game at the same time. Yeah, I like that. Um, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not super. This is kind of nitpicky. I'm not crazy about the aesthetic. <laughs> Really, I, I like the I like the the look of it. It looks very. Um, they're going for a very like uh, like a very. It's kind of glitchy. Yeah, like a retro. Glitchy yeah. look. I, yeah, I found the menus and interface and interfaces kind of like slow and kind of clunky. Um, I don't mm. know. I wasn't crazy about it. I will keep going with this one. It's not like a couple of the uh, the other games where I've just quit cold turkey. I will go back to this one. Because I like what it has to offer. Um, I think it's a me problem. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell me about the other game this week. Okay. And uh, hopefully you'll like it more. (laughs) Or you're you're done. Yeah, I'm sick of my playdate. I threw it out. Um, (laughs) So the other game this week was Executive Golf DX, um, which is a a golfing game. It's not what I was expecting. Um, It's like a golf platformer does that sound right mm-hmm. yeah so you start in the basement like the very bottom of this big office corporate skyscraper um and you're golfing your way floor to floor um working your way up to the, i guess that c-suite um <laughs> i will say this is the game where i discovered that my a button doesn't work quite right <laughs> And I was, oh, no. yeah, maybe, oh, you know what? Maybe that's why Questy Chess wasn't doing it for me. Um, 
it like double clicks a lot without me doing anything not without me doing anything with me pressing it once uh so i had a lot of bad hits um i was also getting kind of frustrated with this one so maybe maybe that has something to do with it um oh no yeah uh i didn't get super far i think i got to like the third level um you pick up power-ups and whatnot it gets tricky you do you aim with the crank do you use the crank you yep yeah you you aim with the okay. crank you like pick the trajectory yeah. um i don't know what are your thoughts <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i i have i did not get very far in it because i'm very bad at it but um yeah i, I have nothing to say about it because i just didn't get very far but i like the few minutes i played it okay yeah you have like your standard shot meter power meter um and mm-hmm. golf it it wasn't exactly what i wanted you know i don't know what i wanted mm. but <laughs> i don't think it was this it, uh, <laughs> uh this is what i want uh i am very excited to get back to this game because this is one of the games that when they showed it on the um uh, when they were like showing it during like panic updates or, or play date updates, whatever they're called, um, this was one of the games where I'm like, I can't wait to play this, and it's really up my alley of because I love a nice golf game and putting it into like an adventure. Adventure might be putting it, um, might not be the right word for it, but putting it into a context where it's not just on a golf course, it's like you're trying to reach a mm-hmm. goal, is. Um, exciting i'm uh i'm excited to play more i'll have more to say next week because I, I feel bad that i didn't play my play oh. enough this week but <laughs> the games come out uh, two days before i know i know we record <laughs> um yeah 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 so that's that's uh that's all we can really say on those for now um have you gone back to zipper at all i imagine not no i haven't yeah i will i will i'm you'll beat it i believe i'm taking a trip this weekend so maybe i'll i'll take my little guy on the plane mysterious Ooh, Ooh, on the plane no pretty risky gotta catch that light just right (laughs) Ooh, sam globetrotter (laughs) all right sam i think we're gonna call it an episode yeah i gotta go eat some sushi Oh, nice. Um, cool. I need to go watch wrestling by myself. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Very depressing. Um, all right, Sam, hit him with that classic sign-off. Uh, we are on Spotify and Podcast.com and Twitter at ScreenCrunchPod, right? Still, still yep. got to get that one double checked. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, yeah, screen crunch, screen pod. crunch pod. So follow us there. Um, and as always, don't forget to keep it fresh, funky, funky fresh. Keep it cool. Keep it something. Yes. <laughs> Never gonna get it. <laughs> Am I stopping? Bye.